Good afternoon and welcome to the JB Font Show. <laughs> I almost said my other show name. Uh, nice to have you all here for this Tuesday, November 9th, 2021. I am your host, James Fauntleroy. We have an interesting show for you here today. Uh, I just like to see uh, uh, say hello to everybody in the chat this morning. Hello to everybody who's watching on YouTube as well as listening on the podcast. It is so good to see you all here. Whatever, man. Good to see you. Um, yes, and I asked a, I did a poll, and in the poll, I asked whether uh, Barack Obama, his, um, I asked if he made any type of you know positive inroads in the discussion about climate change so far it's at 100% that it my audience says no so I think we're getting you know more of our answer there um, also see um, to change says rest in power little sis Isabella faith uh, Ticanor um, 10-year-old who committed suicide due to racial abuse at school. Oh, my God. Some don't see the link. I believe everything is connected, and this deserves a mention. Oh, my gosh. I did not know about this. Thank you so much for bringing this up, Seed of Change. I appreciate that. Um, wow, that just flew through me for a loop. Um, if... Uh, I, I, I don't have the link to that, but um, if somebody can get that to me on Twitter and then let me know in the chat, then I appreciate that. Um, but definitely, thank you so much. I Yeah, that that's really sad. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, thank you so much. So one of the things that I was going to talk to you guys about, as you could see from the thumbnail... I did, Lord knows, I did not want to talk about this man again. I didn't want to. Um, but unfortunately, he said some stupid shit. And I got to tell you what it is and why he has proven himself to be a fraud. I'm talking about Barack Obama. Um, he said some things, um, I think he was in Glasgow, Scotland, where he was talking about um, climate change. And he, he says some things in a very condescending way. And I just don't like that. Because ultimately it's not necessarily his future that he's being condescending about he's being condescending speaking to younger people about their future um so one of the things that i'm going to do is i'm going to uh start off with a couple of things a couple of house cleaning things first um first of all i wanted to say uh hello to everybody in the chat Wardeer, uh, oh, thank you so much. I will get to that in a second. 
Um, and thanks, Def Leppards. So nice to see you. I wanted to thank my coffee supporters. Um, I don't have a graphic to put up on here because I'm still using the free version of StreamYard. So I, a brother can't afford it yet. So, But for right now, uh, I would like to thank my coffee supporters, David Michael, as well as Kush Renata. Thank you so much for your donations and your subscription. Um, Leroy Bresford, thank you. Beresford, sorry. I can't talk today. Um, <laughs> funny enough, I have a show, but I can't talk. Um, but hello, good to see you as well. But yes, uh, thank you so much for your support. Um, that was literally my first uh, contributions to my coffee. And I am deeply, deeply humbled. Um, this is a, it, it's a, it's an interesting space to get into because, um, you know, you're trying to do what you can. I don't want to sound, I don't want to sound arrogant in this. I'm still a student within this space. I'm still a student within leftism. So therefore... I'm just trying to impart whatever knowledge I learn onto others. And so I'm just a student trying to help teach my fellow students. Um, and so, you know, people who are supporting me, and it doesn't have to be financial support. It, it, it's also just supporting by kind words and, you know, a retweet here and there or sharing the video or what have you. I am deeply appreciative of that. Um, so I just wanted to, you know, thank my coffee supporters. Uh, thank you so much. If you do feel so inclined or so generous, uh, if you guys want, then you can also support me on coffee. Uh, it's in the ticker down here below, uh, as you guys can see on the, the Chiron. Um, now... Um, another thing I wanted to do was I wanted to give a congratulations. Um, this congratulations goes out to the comrades at the new Indie News Network, the INN. Uh, Indie Left has put together a compilation, a amalgamation a cooperation, <laughs> a lot of Asians, uh, of different uh, personalities and commentators that are on the left that are going to basically take the discourse that we have and elevate it even more. So they're basically taking the model of our group, that part group that I'm part of, the, uh, Fred Hampton Leftists, and they were like, okay, hold my beer. And so what they're doing now is, in fact, I should, um, I should uh, actually share this uh, so that you guys can see what exactly I'm talking about. Those of you who are listening on the podcast, you can't see exactly what I'm, what I mean. But um, if you guys go to Indie Left, then you guys will see uh, this, and I think it's amazing. Uh, as soon as I can find it here. Oh, nope. That happened. Okay. And 
So what I'm going to do is I'm going to share my screen really quick. So you guys can see exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. All right. So this is the new Any News Network. Uh, the Twitter handle is at Get Indie News. Uh, so if you guys can go ahead and give them a follow. And if you guys look here, it shows all the people who are going to be in this news network. A lot of people that you guys know, some people who you've actually seen in the chat. Um, so first person that we have is Robert Durden. Uh, he's been on my show on FHL. Um, and he's also been on Savvy Sabs podcast as well, which, you know, uh, great mind. Also Tara Reed. Yes, Tara Reed uh, is, uh, uh, she is widely known uh, for the, um, the harassment that she has suffered at the hands of Joe Biden. Um, unfortunately, she has that experience, but at the same time, she is also bringing a knowledge of survivors uh, to this, which is deeply appreciative. Um, Elias Cepeda as well and uh, Be The Change. Um, my homegirl Bess, Millennial Splaining, she will be also there. Lucy from Blue Moon Red Wine, who is also, uh, she's a firebrand and I appreciate her. Gnomes For Truth. Kamwano uh, Mukwano. <laughs> Sorry, I, I know him as Colin, so uh, please forgive me for that. Tatima's Diary. Noli D, you see her in the chats a lot. Noli D is a very brilliant woman, um, and uh, I appreciate seeing her. Reefer After Dark, Black in the Empire. Uh, Black in the Empire and Reefer After Dark are two brilliant gentlemen. Uh, of course, Indie Left News. Indie Left News has actually been promoting us on FHL, and as well as me on a JB Font show, and I am deeply appreciative of them and what they are doing. Uh, Andy Left News has been putting uh, compilations together of all of us um, together at once and, uh, and putting out in a newsletter so that people can get their leftist news and commentary all in one place. So, uh, you know, shout out to Andy Left News. Uncle Warren's Extra Bulla. Uh, that's also really a brilliant person. Uh, I want you guys to give all these people a follow. The Dissident and... Uh, Kobe with the Pope Peace Report. I've had him also a couple times on the JB show on FHL as well. Please be sure to give all these people a follow. They are brilliant, amazing people, and their politics is compassion, empathy, and solidarity with workers and anyone that is actually part of you know, uh, the populace of us that's poor, that's part of the proletariat, those of us, they stand with the oppressed. So um, if you guys can give them all a follow and congratulations to all the members of the Indie News Network. Um, I look forward to working with you all in the damn near future. Uh, so welcome to this space and we're glad to have you. So I wanted to get those, you know, um, 
you know, uh, things out of the way. Um, and I just wanted to put all my peeps out there because you guys are, you know, wonderful people. Uh, Extra Vola, good to see you. All right. You guys are, you guys, you guys are going to about to have some big things happening. Uh, it's definitely going to be wonderful. Okay. So, Obama. I know. I know. We got to do it, right? So, friends of the show, Courtney Banks, decided to share what she was watching on CNN. I don't think that she was watching CNN on her own volition. <laughs> I think probably one of her parents were probably watching it. Um, so she just watched it along. I don't know, but, uh, I'm glad that she did. She suffered for us. <laughs> she put it out there. Uh, and she also gave in her little bit of a commentary as well. And so if you, if you, you know, um, if you can follow the bank sisters as well, brilliant, brilliant minds there and uh great political commentary um so make sure to follow them as well uh but i'm going to share her tweet so you guys can see um and listen to what she's been saying okay so I'm going to share this, but oh, also let me mute this mic so I won't have an echo. Just one second. All right. I'm going to make my interests heard 
if I have the opportunity to vote. So in the 2020 U.S. presidential election, young people were more likely than older voters to say that climate change was their top concern. And they also voted at a rate 11 points higher than in 2016. That's the kind of thing that makes politicians sit up and take notes. As one 20-year-old organizer said, young people understand that if we want to save our lives and our future, then we have to do it ourselves. And this is part of your power that you have to use. Okay, so, <laughs> first of all, um, a lot of people who he is speaking to, number one, that was a tough crowd that he was talking to, and I'm glad it looked like a tough crowd. I'm not exactly sure how they were feeling, because, you know, they had, you know, their face masks on. But it felt like it was a tough crowd, and I'm glad that it was. Because here's the thing about Obama that I, I want people to realize, okay? Obama speaks to having to convince people of climate change, but this is the same guy that allowed the National Guard to beat the water protectors at Standing Rock. If you look at the thumbnail that I have, you have Obama on one side and you have the protesters at Standing Rock on the other. We have been speaking about these things for a while now. And Obama's saying, just vote. Oh, you guys got to put pressure on them. Okay, great. We're putting pressure on him. But uh, he just doesn't like the pressure, the kind of pressure that we're putting on. Um, so why are you telling us this when... You're supposed to be the one that's Mr. Hope and Change. You're supposed to be the one that is pushing for these things. You you literally, you literally approved offshore drilling permits right before you left the office, dude. Are you with us or are you not? I mean, seriously. Why were we in Afghanistan, Brock? I mean, look, if we, let's, let's be real. If you're really about combating climate change, if you're truly about it, then you would do everything you can to stop our dependence on fossil fuels. But stopping that dependence on fossil fuels also means ending wars, you know, that are in the Middle East. If we're truly going to be doing that, that means that if we take our dependence off fossil fuels, that means we're leaving a lot of those Middle Eastern countries. 
Oh, but we can't do that for some reason. We can't, we can't, we can't just pull out of Afghanistan. In fact, wasn't Obama's big, one of his big promises was we're going to pull out of Afghanistan? Two presidents later. And we're still there. I don't care what people say. We're still in Afghanistan. We got drones flying over them. We still got, we still, we're still there. Um... <laughs> you guys in the chat in the chat okay all right um do you guys come out with the facts and so here we go um death leopard says obama and biden have been viciously belittling and slandering young folks absolutely wasn't it biden that said that he has no he has no empathy for young people it was one of those um Oh, you guys are young. You guys have it way better than us. So I have no empathy. Yet we're the ones that are suffering from a a, a planet that's going to shake us off because we're destroying the climate and we're destroying the environment. Sorry, got to close the window. This ain't, look, this, this stream is not going to be all gun, all rosy and perfect, whatever. Look, I'm poor. Shit. Um. So yeah. Uh. The condescension is up to 11. Um, e. Heller calls, you know, Barry. Um, Barry. <laughs> uh, and the, the sentiment is just vote that will fix it. What have we been doing this entire time? And the thing is that every single time we try to do it, then you guys send in the rotating villain to say, oh, we can't. Wait, wasn't it you that had the presidency, a majority in the House, and a supermajority in the Senate for two years? For two years you had that. You could have ram some things through and don't give me that oh we gotta work with republicans and you had you had the whole shebang you had it all you filibuster proof you could have campaigned you were the first black president you could have ran look I'm the first black president this person doesn't want to go with my agenda you could have turned that shit on his head I mean, yeah, it probably would have been kind of, you know, dirty, but that's politics. Look, I'll be real. If I had to play dirty to save lives, do you think I'm not going to do it? I will play dirty if I have to, if it means saving lives. If it means that I'm going to lose if it means me playing dirty just so that people in other countries aren't bombed, if it means playing dirty just so that people don't have to die from not having health care, if I have to play dirty just to do those things, 
just to make sure that one more person doesn't go hungry, just to make sure that one more person doesn't become homeless. You don't think I'm not going to do it? Why aren't you willing to do the same? I mean, you were willing to play dirty on other things. So, yeah, and, you know, that's the thing. They're always telling us, vote harder. Or you're not voting hard enough. It, it, it almost sounds like, well, maybe if you guys donated more money to us, then maybe we'll listen. I voted for climate solutions. I don't understand why we're all in three feet of standing water. Because they never really listened. They wanted your vote. And then after, after you gave them their, their vote, they told you to kick rocks. Um, and yes, there's a lot of condescension there. Unfortunately, you know, uh, unfortunately for him, uh, that condescension is falling on deaf ears now. And I'm glad it is because now we're seeing them for who they truly are. Um, I hate to subject you guys to this, but I got to get back to it. Sorry, but there's an, there's another point that I need to make as well. I wasn't done. Um, and this is going to be one of the ones, uh, Oh, sorry. I need to mute myself first. I apologize. You need to help educate your parents and grandparents, your uncles and aunts, your teachers, your employers. My teachers. Because while a dangerously warming planet is the reality of a lot of you have grown up with as, as, as young people, you've studied in school, you've read about it, it's been part of the backdrop of, of, of your childhood. Members of the older generation don't have that same firm frame of reference. Now hold up. Hold up. Your teachers? His generation was the generation that actually taught us about climate change. His generation. And not even his generation. The generation that's a little, actually a little bit older than him. They were ones back in the 80s and early 90s that were teaching us about climate change. I remember Bernie Sanders having a video out there where he was actually talking about climate change to young people back in the 80s and the environment come on now it's almost as if he's trying to place the blame of them not working and fighting for this on them but it wasn't them that did this to the climate and it wasn't them that taught themselves about the climate. No, you, you taught all of us. Man, let me get back on this. They do love you though. They do care about you. They listen to you more than they 
more than you think. And if you explain how important the issue is to you, oh. you may lead them to rethink their position, or at least be more open-minded. Yeah, oh, okay. I'm pretty sure they'll listen to you in a way they might never listen to a politician or some expert on TV or a former president. Huh, so you can do nothing, you're right. Okay, I can only take so much of them. Um, first of all, Joe Manchin is not ordinary. He is a coal baron. There's nothing ordinary about him. He's a coal baron, just so happens to be a senator. So that whole pot shot against the people who actually were blocking no. Mm -mm. Yeah, nah. Micah says Obama um, allowed the Dakota Access Pipeline so much for caring about the environment. Yeah. And then see the change was great. Uh, a great comment. Classic. Always using the non-voter as a scapegoat and never discussing why people don't vote in the first place. And here's the crazy part. More people are concerned about their daily lives right now than right now the climate. Why? Because number one, they're hungry, they're homeless, they have you know, no health care. 
maybe they can focus more on these things if they had their other worries and other concerns taken care of, which you also could have done. I mean, here's the here's the thing. You know, he says that, you know, we need to speak to people who don't agree with us. What in the hell do you think we've been doing this entire time? And on top of it, how many young people actually agree with with climate action? An overwhelming majority of people do. So if that's the case, then we really don't need to be doing any more convincing. All we need to do is just act. And we've had the opportunity to do that for a long time. But unfortunately for people like Obama, he's so in with the corporations that it didn't happen. All those people that were protesting for years and you didn't do anything. And now you're going to wag your finger at young people for not speaking out about it enough? For not talking about it enough? For not voting enough? Here's the crazy part. That's like... That's like being at a burning house and you know that the house is burning and you're standing right there with a hose to a water truck and you're screaming at the kids and chastising them for not grabbing their little buckets and throwing the water on the house. Something wrong with that. You know the house is burning. You have most of the power in order to change things and yet you're poo-pooing and wagging your finger at the smaller people at the people who have less power to actually do something about it you were the president of the United States of America don't say shit because this is your legacy I don't care if Republicans would have been like, oh, he's pushing the Green New Deal down our throats, then swallow it. Because we're not going to die because of your greed. Swallow it. How does that Green New Deal taste? And I'm not talking about the Bernie Sanders watered down 16 trillion. Oh, no, 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 no. I would have doubled that shit. 32 trillion. I would have... Don't think I won't. Why? Because it's our lives. And you're going to wag your finger at them? Come on, Barack. Come on, man. Really? Yeah. Guantanamo Bay is still open. Why is that still open? Obama is a fraud. Let's be real. Leah Neely, nice to have you with us today. She says, or they say, I'm sorry, Obama was the biggest disappointment in history of of U.S. politics, in my opinion. 
he was a huge disappointment. And why was he a disappointment? Because he lied. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to put it in some eloquent fashion. He just, he, he lied. The whole universal health care, that was bullshit. Closing Guantanamo Bay, bullshit. Ending the wars, that was bullshit. So he, you know, bullshitted his way. The only thing different was that he did it with more flowery words. What's the difference between him, Trump, Biden, Bush? Nothing. Except for a, a tan. You know, I... Where Pilgrim says Obama drones on and drops bombs on movements. Yeah. E. Heller, you beat me to it. Does anybody have a glass of water? This is the same guy that went to Flint, Michigan after they were complaining that there's lead in their water. And so he came there and instead of actually helping the city of Flint, he took a fake sip from a glass of water. And he joked around and said, I, I want some water. I'm, I'm a little thirsty. Anybody have a glass of water? You want to know why people, especially in the Rust Belt and in places in the Midwest don't like a lot of Democrats because of Obama doing the shit that he did. Condescension, looking down, elitism. That's why. That's why nobody, that's why they don't like them. And always appealing to the super rich. Mothra says, hi, nice to meet you. Welcome to the, J, the JB Font Show. He kicks the can down the road and reaps all the rewards for doing jack shit for us, yet puts demands on us. Okay, boomer. I don't know if, if Barack Obama is a boomer in the literal sense. Um, I, you know, it's funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, he was born in 61. Okay. So yeah, he is a boomer. He is a young boomer, but he's a boomer because anybody born before 65 is a boomer. So yeah. Um, so you were right. I stand corrected. Thank you, Martha. I'm sorry. Mothra. I pronounced it incorrectly. My apologies. But yeah, so. Blue Moon Red Wine. Good to see you here. It is weird. I always... It is... I'm sorry. It's weird. I was always a more casual voter than true Obama fan, but I don't believe he sounded this corny in 2008. Yeah, yeah. Or a lot of times what happens is we put... 
there's a facade that's there and when somebody like him comes into office it's very shiny and new because for the last 200 some odd years when it comes to presidents here's what we saw white 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 then we finally see brown black we're like whoa sit out like a sore thumb so this was new for us you had the 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 propaganda the brainwashing going on like crazy even comedians were getting in on it they were joking about oh yeah Obama he's gonna have cookouts at the White House trying to make him more acceptable to us meanwhile you had somebody like Barack Obama try to make uh, make conservatism more appealing to black people making capitalism more appealing to black people before the bullshit that happened with Bill Cosby everybody was basically saying that the Huxtables have entered the White House it was a means to make neoliberalism look better to us and unfortunately a lot of black people especially older black people they drank the Kool-Aid they did because the testing ground was actually with with Bill Clinton Remember all those jokes? Oh, Bill Clinton was the first black president. All because he showed up on Arsenio Hall, Arsenio Hall and he was playing a saxophone with some shades on. And so, and he said, I feel your pain. That's it. That's all he did. And boom. Oh, he's the first black president. He did some he did some sexual stuff in, in, in you know in, in the office with one of his interns. Hey, some people were making that into something that's nonchalant, even though it was really sexual abuse. And so now we got people like Obama. He has no scandals. 90% of the drone strikes that were committed by Obama were on innocent civilians. That's a scandal. That is a scandal. His war crimes are a scandal. The fact that black people have lost tremendous amounts of wealth because of Obama is a scandal. The fact that we don't have a single-payer healthcare system at least is a scandal. The fact that Guantanamo Bay is still open is a scandal. The fact that people like Edward Snowden and Julian Assange are hiding, or well, Julian Assange is now arrested, unfortunately, but Edward Snowden has to hide out in another country for being a whistleblower, that is a scandal. Just because they didn't do anything sexual or kill anybody with their physical hand doesn't mean it's not a scandal. A scandal is still a scandal nonetheless. And so people want to talk about, you know, oh man, well the Republicans, you know, there, there was a lot of racism. Yes, there was racism. Of course. 
I'm not going to deny that. Of course there was racism committed against Obama. But at the same time, they started to realize that he had more class solidarity and solidarity with neoliberals than he did with the black people. Obama ceased being black and he became a neoliberal. That was his primary identity. And it still is to this day. Um, Modern Retro Radio, nice to have you as well. And you made the same point that, did I already read that? I'm not sure exactly sure, but 90% of people killed in Obama's drone strikes were innocent civilians. Definitely. Give poor old civilian Obama a break. He only can do so much. I'm sure he's working on a documentary that will move the needle on climate change. <laughs> Thanks for a program. You know what? And that's all it basically is. It's just documentaries and working on Netflix and all that BS. Unfortunately, that's what it is because I say unfortunately a lot, but un, you know, unfortunately, the times that we live in are quite unfortunate. Um, Blue Moon Red One says, I think poor people care more about the climate more. There's something primarily disgusting about living in a dirty neighborhood. Like part of me wants to leave for the burbs to just stop seeing trash. You're you're right. You're right about that. It's just there's so many different things that are compounded on us that it's like we see the lack of food in our fridge. We see the bills that are piling up on our kitchen table. And we see our loved ones that are sick that don't have health care, that that's the first thing we see. And then when we walk outside of our door, then we see the neighborhoods that are unkept. And we see, you know, sometimes the dirt in the air, or we see, you know, our climate, you know, it feeling way hotter than it usually is, or it's way colder than it usually is. So it's almost like that's another layer that we see. You know what I mean? Um, and, you know, uh, yes, Mothra, we should put the billionaires in Guantanamo uh, or something similar. Uh, Blue Moon Red One, yes, he did stop the basketball players from striking. If he would have actually, if he would have, you know, not uh, intervene at that point in time from the basketball players striking, then they could have had a strike that could have given inspiration to a more bigger general strike, and then that would have but put a massive wave throughout the country. Because if they're willing, as millionaires, because ba- a lot of basketball players are millionaires, to stop playing then that would have said to a lot of people, well, if they're willing to do it, then maybe we should too. Because if what they do can inspire change, true change on the ground level, then what can we do as a massive collective? 
But then what did Obama do? Obama just made one phone call. Bring. Hey, uh, can you guys go out there and play some ball again? Yeah, we don't need to worry about all that. And yes, Bill Bradley, he is very class loyal. Um, and everybody sees that now. Uh, and hello, Sly. How are you? Um, <laughs> yeah, the beige suit that Obama wore was. <laughs> people tried to say. The, the mainstream media is funny because they tried to make it seem like it was a scandal that the Republicans were talking about. They were just bullshitting. Nobody really gives a shit about the beige suit. And if and if the people on the right, especially in right wing mainstream media, were actually giving a lot of bullshit about the tan suit, it was only because they were playing the good cop, bad cop, because the mainstream media does the exact same thing as well. They wanted to make it look like that so that they can play off each other and make more money. So that the liberal side of the mainstream media will make more money when they complain about the conservative side of the mainstream media and then the conservative side of the mainstream media when they complain about the liberal side they'll also make more money in ratings and people watching that's all it really is it's a bullshit game and we're being bamboozled and we're being had um so yeah uh i think there's another point that i wanted to make here um Oh, yeah, there's a lot more points. Um, by the way, also, Biden also approved more fracking permits, so Biden doesn't listen to science. And Biden's his boy. He didn't... Biden doesn't pay attention to science. It was never his intention to pay, in sci pay, pay attention to science. His legacy is proving to be a sham to to people, to not just young people, but also to a lot of older people. It's becoming apparent in their expressions. I mean, in that video, go back, look, look at those young people. They're just right. Whatever. And I love it because the thing is, is that the, the, the veil is, is gone. It's off. Uh, so, so yeah, he is a fraud. He's been a fraud for quite a long time, and a lot of us were asleep to it. We just didn't, we didn't know. It took, it took people to wake us up. And pff, shit, I'm glad that people did, because you're gonna see more people waking up as we move along. And you're going to see more people realize the BS that's been going on, not just, not just in the political sphere, but also in the indie media sphere too. Because there's a lot of them that are rooting for the same people that were like Obama. And when they come back, during the midterms next year, you're going to see a shift happening. You're going to see a migration. And some of these big channels that continue this neoliberal BS and cheering for 
a party that doesn't really give a shit about you, they're going to start seeing their subs go whoo, down. Because people are going to start realizing the truth. And people are tired. The amount of people that are independent and have checked out of politics is massive. And you actually think they're going to continue to keep listening to you to just keep voting? No. No, not at all. We were born at night, not last night. But this is the extent I, I'm tired of talking about him. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> and, um, we're, we're going to move on because I have another story that I want to bring up, but this one is, oh boy, this one's heartbreaking. Um, Yeah, whatever, man. You got it. I'm going to be... Yeah. TYT. Tim Black. Humanist Report. Rational and Actual. Kyle Kalinske. um, What's his name? David Pakman. All of them. Yeah. They're about to see a drop. Because the thing is that people are done with the bullshit from the Democratic Party. Um, And there are some that... Some people that mean well but they have to wake up and smell the coffee um or the green tea or whatever um but yeah so let me get Obama out of my face (laughs) I wish we could actually really make that happen um and this one this one is a it's a really sad story. Uh, let me see. Okay, perfect. And I'm I'm sharing this story because I feel I feel a closeness to it, and and I'll explain to you guys why in a minute. Um, share screen. Okay. And this woman's in Tampa, by the way, which is not too far from me. It's about an hour and a half away. So as you can see, this is from Channel 8 News. It says, government tells 87-year-old Tampa woman her Social Security benefits will be held until she's 100. Let me tell you something, y'all. Um... I am also on Social Security benefits. And I know what it's like to have your benefits cut off. And it is frightening. The subheading says government letter explained that she owes more than 237,000 in overpayments. This is the second time her benefits have been held. Second time. Um, so, if you're listening on the podcast, 
Um, it's going to cut off in a second because unfortunately on what the hell is this app name again <laughs> on anchor <laughs> it will not allow me to go past one hour and I'm almost approaching that now but uh, I will let you guys listen to this as well and you guys can make of it what you will but yeah um, I'm going to mute myself really quick benefits for the second time in two years. And once again, the government claiming that she owed them more than $200,000. So once again, her family knew they'd better call Bank of Shannon here now working to get some answers. This woman shouldn't have to have dealt with this the first time, let alone two times, and I'm determined to fix this and make sure that this ridiculous charge is removed from this woman's records. You know I ain't got that kind of money, baby. The U.S. Social Security Administration sent Mamie Walker this letter claiming she's been overpaid. Her $1,542 a month will be withheld, the letter says, until September 2034. She'd be 100 years old. And my kids, they don't have nothing to try to really help me, you know, so I'm just dying in a hole. This is the second time the government abruptly cut off Mamie's benefits with an outrageous claim. In 2019, Mamie turned to me after receiving a similar letter that she wouldn't receive benefits until 2031. I'm so scared. Next week, they probably don't take my friendship. Back then, the government claimed she owed $224,414 in student loans. Mamie never went to college. I was able to get the government to take a closer look, and it was determined it was a mistake. The monthly payments resumed until last month. If I can get it straight out, I'd be kind of calm. I won't, I could sleep. I know I got something to pay my bills and water bill, my light bill, my gas bill. Mamie's son, Morrison Walker, tells me workers at the Social Security Administration just say they can't help and that she must have been overpaid and will have to wait. So you definitely didn't get 237000 extra dollars? No, 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 no. Through the decades, I've reported on a lot of government goof-ups, but this one is particularly puzzling. I called Social Security again. I mean, it doesn't make sense to me that the government has screwed this up a second time. She never received any money like that, and it's putting a strain on her, and she have a heart condition, and I don't want anything to happen to her because of a mistake that the Social Security people that made. Mamie's son reached out to me this afternoon to say that a Social Security representative called to help and he says that they are trying to get a check for the past two months, the past two payments that she missed, and they're trying to figure out how this mistake keeps happening. Did they ever figure out what really happened in 2019? Was there ever a student loan to begin with? Well, there definitely was not a student loan. It remains a mystery what happened. It appeared that it was part of an identity theft scheme, but it's still unclear how this keeps happening. And everyone with the federal government keeps saying, yes, we're sorry, but they can't figure it out. She should not have to be dealing with this. Well, you shouldn't have to keep doing the story over and over again because of that.